The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal valid when product served. Welcome to episode number 80 of the LSR podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry with me. I have Dustin Galker. I have Adam Candy. You should, in fact, follow them on the Twitter machine at Adam Candy. That is two E's, no Y, at Dustin Galker. If you want to really be disappointed, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Brown M2. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, who might end up third in this crazy sports betting gambling race. We have an operator that's going to add a few more states, so they might start to make a little noise in the market as well. We've got some, uh, listen, we also have some really massive numbers that are going on out there, and that's where we're going to kick things off. Uh, Adam, we are now officially with a massive amount of money that is being bet in sports betting, listen, we've talked about this a ton. We were saying, ah, can you imagine? We're going to get it. A, we're going to be at a billion dollars before we know it. And that has come and gone. And here we are with an October number that it really is. Whenever we look at how far we've come in such a short amount of time, it's pretty crazy. Without question. And I'll start with the number and then I'll get into the what it means portion. So we look at Colorado for last month in October and we see $210 million in handle for a very young market. I mean, this is a market that only launched in May. And 210 is a big number. It is a record for Colorado. And if you look at every jurisdiction that has legal sports betting for the month of October, 13 out of 15 set monthly records for handle. So those are the numbers. Now, here's what it means. That means that we are just short of $3 billion without Illinois factored in yet because Illinois uses some funky system of Pony Express and all of the mail machines that the postmaster general threw into the garbage to get its results in. So we won't know what actually happened in Illinois until sometime in December. But that said, it means that The conversations that we had back in mid-2018 when PASPA fell and talked about, well, if New Jersey and Pennsylvania and other states that come aboard, if they start to gain, will that mean that Nevada falls? No, not at all. It means that there are a lot more sports bettors out there than anyone thought because New Jersey is north of $800 million in October and Nevada set its own record 
up in the, uh, I believe in the 660 range for the last month. So we have states across the country that are setting handle records. And keep in mind, it's in the middle of the pandemic when not a lot of people are visiting casinos. So more of it is being centered into the mobile market. And that is what has been driving growth. Yeah, it's been crazy. And you talk about, you know, we were we were always on board with the fact that Nevada wasn't ever going to fall off as far as like just completely fall off. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, one, you get a unique experience, although not during the pandemic, but you do get a unique experience coming out to Vegas and taking in everything that Vegas has to to offer. And then also, hey, look. We still have Arizona. We still have Utah. We still have California, all within driving distance. Feeder markets to this uh, to to the to Las Vegas specifically, and then even up in North uh, Nevada. You know, there's still you can still easily reach uh, get across the border up there, coming in from California and various states. And so, yeah, I mean, we knew that this thing was not going to completely fall off, but you know, the numbers in these other states has just continued to really balloon and. Dustin, you know, we're we're taking a look at this at three billion in handle for for October. And again, we haven't had the maturity really of a lot of these markets quite yet. So when we're having this conversation, you know, about October in 2021, when we're having this a year from now, I I mean, are we are we talking four billion? Are we talking more than that? I mean, I I, I don't think it's really out of the question to to question that. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be talking about a much bigger number next year. I mean, we're adding states. None. Of, you're right. None of these are mature. I mean, New Jersey is the farthest along of all of these. Not anywhere, that's not anywhere near maturity either. I don't think. I mean, we're definitely going to see a billion plus in a month at some point, whether that's this year or next year. But that's that's where we're headed for sure. And you know, we're going to see. I got to imagine we're going to see potentially even bigger numbers November and December in the non-Nevada markets. Basketball has proven to be a big winner in a lot of these states. Uh, we have the vo- we're adding into the the pent up demand for betting with on football and college football, even with the the jankiness of the schedule. We have college basketball starting. We have the NBA coming back in December. You know, and you know, we're we're just going to have all the sports back again for a, for a little while, which should be should lead to you know just absolutely crazy numbers. Whether we're going to beat the uh, the october uh, september numbers uh, remains to be seen but it's gonna they're gonna be big numbers and we're gonna continue seeing growth in in just about every state this is we're nowhere near maturity in any of these states yeah adam that was actually i'm glad dustin brought that up because that was where i was gonna follow up with you here i mean you know you're 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 plugged in we do a bunch of, of, of content around everything that's going on in the industry with sports and stuff and so when we look at what December might be, and I know we were talking about, we, we talked to a bunch of sports books, we talked to a bunch of bookmakers who were like, yeah, we expect this, we expect that, we expect that. So now we look at December and granted it will only be a few days of the NBA being back, but we are going to have college basketball, the NBA, NCAA basketball is obviously still going. We're going to have all the bowl games that are going to be going on in December as well. So even if people hadn't been, haven't been following college football, this year, we all know people play these bowl pools. People like get interested in the pinstripe bowl and all the things, you know, and all the, you know, all the stuff like that, that they could, could not possibly care less about the two teams involved throughout the course of the regular season, but they care then. And so bowl games, NBA, college basketball, NFL, everything in December. I'm wondering if we see a handle in December that rivals basically the highest of, of, of all time. I can see your logic and I have no argument with that. And keep in mind what we talked about with October, you're betting on two American sports, no basketball, no hockey, obviously 
uh, no baseball, right? Or, or minimal baseball. So we're looking at a month where you don't have any of the normal things that you have in that month and you're still putting up those kind of numbers. And to add to your point about December, Matt, we're going to kick off the NBA right before Christmas Day. So we'll have huge betting on the NBA on what's traditionally an enormous day for the market. I, I can't see where it would be much less than what we've already posted when it comes to that month. The only thing that could potentially get in the way is the fact that, you know, uh, the national economy and unemployment benefits are you know, wearing down for some people, evictions have been up for some people as rent moratoriums are are ended. So, you know, you could have some national economy effects, but if you just centralize in on what we know about the uh, the economics of sports betting, your logic makes perfect sense. And Dustin, I you know I mentioned all these sports, and I can't believe I left out your sport in in ping pong, which we still see is uh, is is doing quite well in Colorado. Table tennis. <laughs> Come on, everybody loves table tennis, right? It's it is behind other. It's but it's it's wild that table tennis is not an other, right? That's uh, it, it, gets, it, it, gets its, it gets its own line item in freaking in this in this Colorado report. We can see it in some other places too, but usually it's just lumped under other. But you know, we got NFL, uh, you know, still baseball being resolved and uh, college football, and then the NBA, and then there's table tennis, so almost double the amount of handle on soccer. I mean, the reason again, I think we talked about this before it's it's one volume there are lots of table tennis matches constantly going on Two, when when you wrap up betting for the night and you like look at what you wait how your bets did on the football games or whatever you were watching you go to the live tab and there's table tennis uh, that, that, that that is I, I i i've never actually talked to somebody about this like uh, an operator like why is this happening but that, that's part of the reason i have it here we have it here in oregon you like you look at the live tab there's table tennis like well i guess i'm gonna bet on some table tennis because that's going on now that's that's part of the part of why it is because you know you, you're you're looking at you know you're like oh I want some money what do I want to bet on hey there's table tennis this is fun and you know you can catch you can find some live streams of it on on the interwebs pretty easily so it's it's a weird dynamic and it's it's actually proven fairly resilient obviously you know when NBA and NHL and all those things come back it will be behind those things but it, it it's certainly more popular than like a tennis and a golf and a and a soccer just because of those opportunities one that it's going on when nothing else is and, and the live market opportunities. Yeah, it really is. It, it, it is benefited by being played in weird, you know, other places in the world, because then that means that there are games going on whenever you don't have other options to bet. And so uh, unlike, you know, unlike poker uh, and, you know, when you can fire up a, a game, it doesn't matter any any given time. The thing with sports betting, which is always the cap on on DFS as well, whenever we were talking about DFS a ton was the fact that you're you're a slave to the sports schedule. Right. I mean, like with poker, you can start a tournament any hour of the day cash games run 24 seven, but like you can only run DFS contests around when sports are actually happening. Same thing with sports betting. So when you're coming into these odd markets and these weird, these other weird markets, like you said, I mean, it is, it's guys who log in first thing in the morning, check their account balance to see if they won anything the night before. And they, they're getting hit with, you know, uh, a couple of Russian table tennis uh, offers right there. And they're like, yeah, man, let's, let's fire. Let's, uh, let's take in some table tennis and, and listen, the funniest thing I think, Dustin, about it all, and then we'll move on, not that we're going to sit here and just 
beat ping pong over the head. But like typically people like to watch what they bet on. And like you can't even watch this stuff. And it's just like people still continue to bet it like left and right. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, but there are I mean, there are like live streams of this stuff someplace. (laughs) It's not it's not totally out. I mean, that's part of again, part of the dynamic DraftKings product, guys. If you're listening, uh, I mean, we don't we need some table tennis DFS too? let's do that. Yes, I do. I, I think that that needs to happen for sure. And you want to talk about instant gratification. These matches only last like 12 minutes or whatever. So right. it's like, yeah, I mean, boom, you're in, you're out. You're, you've got money in your account. The KYC on that, by the way, is going to be that you're going to have to be able to pronounce the names of the guys that you're betting on. Ooh, well, that just eliminated 94% of all of America. So that's <laughs> that's unfortunate. The market is gone. Never mind. Okay, DFS contest on, on, on Russian table tennis is not happening. All right, Dustin. So let's talk about one of these other states that we have been monitoring, like, you know, up, down and sideways is Michigan. And so where where do we stand? So we got some fairly big news this week that uh, we've we've talked on this. And if you've been following it at at LSR, Michigan has been waiting for rules to be approved by the legislature. And that that has finally happened, uh, which which was basically the stumbling block for the regulators moving forward with licensing and actually being able to launch any of the online gambling, sports betting, online casino, et cetera, in the state. So that 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 step has now happened. So that that frees uh, the state's regulators to go ahead and start licensing and you know, we do not have a launch date yet, but uh, it, it should be relatively soon. And that soon may be as soon as later this month uh, or early 2021. But uh, the big thing is is that, that stumbling block that we've been talking about for month for uh, it seems like months now uh, is is finally gone. They they got this uh, this procedural thing done in the legislature, so we have a chance of of online sports betting, online casino here in Michigan in very short order. Adam, I can only guess that the people of Michigan aren't too upset that they weren't able to bet on this college football season, though. What are you talking about? The opportunity to fade Jim Harbaugh would have been welcome <laughs> among many Michiganders. <laughs> I guess if they would have went about it that way, I'm just assuming they probably are betting on the home team and would have been left holding the bag a lot of times right there. So uh, feeling feeling pretty good, for, uh, at least that they avoided this college football season with Michigan. Man, that is uh, that is something else. I got to tell you, I, I not to get into sports talk radio here, Adam, but boy, that is uh, how the mighty have fallen, right? fallen i mean yeah you didn't think there was much more room to fall it's not as though this has been a wildly successful program under jim harbaugh just look at the records against ohio state and michigan state there is however an outside chance that covid willing and uh sports betting willing there is a chance you might be able to bet on michigan ohio state and that could be the ultimate fade opportunity (laughs) there it is right there yeah let's go ahead and let's get it going guys let's get it going uh, Adam, let's uh, let's talk about our friends up north here. I mean, this is one of the things we've we've touched on a few different times here. But, you know, this is there's been sports betting up in Canada. It has been a parlay system that was run through the lottery. You could not bet on single games. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the people up there kind of opt to go for the gray market stuff. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like we've talked about before. We're like, listen, if you have a legal option, you should use a legal option. If you don't, then, hey, we're not going to sit here and preach to you as to, as to whatever. So, you know, a lot of these people up there have been using kind of this gray market options that's been available where they can do the traditional bets that, you know, you and I and everyone that lives within a legal jurisdiction can do. And it looks like maybe there's some change on the way up there in Canada. Accurate information. Uh, As the federal government has now backed a bill to end 
the ban on single game sports betting. It certainly seems like before too long, we'll have the opportunity for sports betting in Ontario and beyond. And our Brad Allen uh, did a nice piece over at LegalSportsReport.com where he discussed who might be the potential winners to come out of this opportunity. And I think the first one is pretty obvious when you talk about the score, uh, who has been a minor player in the U.S. thus far, hasn't really gained much traction when it comes to the New Jersey market and beyond, but certainly uh, being based in Canada and having an enormous user base seems to be one of the ones who would be the most obvious candidates to jump ahead. And, you know, you have a quote in here from uh, John Levy, the CEO says, we've got the inside track. This is something we've been working toward for all these years. Everyone knows there's going to be competition up here, just like in the States, but up here, it's them chasing us, not vice versa. And I thought that was really interesting because anything we get that is a tacit acknowledgement of just how far behind most operators are playing from in the U.S. when it comes to chasing DraftKings and FanDuel and even uh, you know MGM and William Hill seems to be uh, very interesting to me. Uh, there are other media companies that up there that might be able to cash in when you look at TSN and Sportsnet, who are big partner potential uh, opportunities. So I think it's a really good article that's worth looking at, uh, not only to talk about who might win and who might lose, but the uh, the size of the opportunity as well. The score estimates the market potential in Ontario alone at nearly $2 billion in annual gross gaming revenue. Dustin, uh, just an opinion. Obviously, we don't we won't know until things get going up there. But how accurate do you feel that statement is? Because, yes, they definitely have a big brand up there. But, you know, look, we've kind of seen this play out here in the so does MGM. So does Fox. I mean, like, like Fox, the, the brand Fox is, is synonymous uh, across the United States. Like MGM has properties all over the country. I mean, but we have seen them not be able to really make, you know, uh, gain a ton of ground here within the States. And so I don't know. I mean, people play DFS in Canada. I know this for a fact. I'm DraftKings and FanDuel are certainly brands that are, that are very well known up there. I, I think there's, yeah, there's a little bit more of an advantage because it, it, you know, the score is such a huge brand up there in Canada. But I don't know if it's as big of an advantage as maybe they would they would think that they have. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the same dynamic is that they have in the U.S. is going to be in play in Canada. They have not been able to convert that user into a sports better, uh, and that I don't see how that changes meaningfully other than they have more of those people, I guess, in Canada because they're they are a Canadian based company. So, I yeah, I don't I don't think it's like it's a god. It's our God-given right that they're going to just own Canadian sports betting. Maybe I'm wrong, and but I was I was wrong in thinking they do better in the U.S. as well. So um, there's a lot of questions, and you and I touched on this last week when we broke down the news. But it's like there's no guarantee this isn't just a, you know that others that some of these provinces don't just run lottery monopolies like we've seen in several states here in the U.S. Lotteries are are very powerful in the in the provinces, and there's there's some some worry about that. So there's a I mean. Brad's piece is really good. It's really kind of breaks down the dynamics of what's going on in Canada because it's like, oh, we have you know same same thing here. Like sports betting may become legal here. What's that look like? We're, there's a lot of questions about what that's going to look like in Canada, and you know, there's no guarantee that you know any X, Y, or Z company is going to to make a ton of money or be the the, the company that gets the the market access or the ability to to operate in Canada. So let's head, uh, let's go ahead and head to another operator that is looking to 
expand their, you know, expand their business, try to make some, some noise. And this is one that, again, I think that all of us who live in the bubble are like, man, I mean, this is a massive, massive brand. I can't believe that they have had, haven't had any sort of penetration whatsoever. And then the people who don't know kind of where, you know, know, where this company is, is based and how big they are and and all their operations go on are kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, 888, what does that even mean? But we do have 888, Dustin, trying to make a little bit more headway here in the States. Yeah, uh, fairly interesting news. This has been brewing for a while, but yes, this is a, a, a pretty big brand in uh, in Europe, across Europe, a company based in Europe, and has ha- was an early adopter in, in New Jersey, uh, has run poker and casino uh, in New Jersey for quite a while. So it's been it's been a little and they have sports in New Jersey, but it's been uh, it's been a slow go, slow burn for them in terms of waiting out the market and they hadn't really gone done anything else. And we've been been waiting for that. So we've seen them uh, sign trio of deals, now some all uh, in tandem, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, they've partnered with land-based casinos, leading them to be able to to launch online sports betting in all of those states. Uh, yeah, the 888, the brand, not uh, a ton of, uh, like, like we talk about with the European brands, not a ton of cachet here in the US, but uh, obviously a company that's done well in, in European markets and is uh, now finally getting serious about expanding the US business. Uh, we'll see what it does. Uh, but yeah, this is the first sign that they're really you know, going to go try to compete with, uh, with everyone else uh, across several markets that have live online sports betting. Every time an app goes live, every time there's an able, you're able to access somebody on the web. I do that. I go in, I do the market research and stuff like that. So any, if anybody from 888 sport is listening to this, Americanize your product. It is way too European and people get turned off instantly by going to the product. So free advice. I'm not even going to, no, no, no charge, no, nothing but try and Americanize the product just a little bit because it is, uh, it is very European and a lot of people look at it and go, all right, I'm out. Like that happens very, very rapidly. So Matt is the, what's the problem? Too many skinny pants or what? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Stuff like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like stuff, stuff like that, you know, too many uh, soccer jerseys and things and whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's look, uh, eight, 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 massive, massive brand. And I, I honestly thought that there was going to be, you know, a, a decent chance that they were going to be successful here. But again, it's just the, the product alone. When you go, you just got to, uh, you got to Americanize this thing just a little bit. So I, I think that, I think they probably will, but when the first thing you pull up, like right now, just to let you guys know the, when the first thing you pull up and you're getting hit with, Oh, you can bet Manchester United Paris SG live, as opposed to the NFL game that's kicking off in 10 minutes. Um, there, there's a problem there. So yeah, they, they should be pushing the American stuff, not the European stuff. What but hey. an ugly American you are. Goodness. Maybe people want to get some man you down in New Jersey. <laughs> Listen, you can always pop that back up. It's an in-game play. Anyway, pop it back up after the football game goes live, but you should be t- trying to push people to bet the daggum football game that you don't ever get on a Wednesday afternoon that you're about to get. So ah, solid thought. Hey, look, just, uh, Hey, just, just a little bit of free advice, just a little bit of free advice. Uh, and finally, let's wrap things up here on a quick little uh, Wednesday pod. Let's talk about this piece that Brad wrote. It's an, it's an opinion piece, but I do like uh, to hear yours, both of y'all's thoughts on, you know, who's going to end up third 
in the U.S. market, you know, and who is going to be that that brand? And actually, we just brought up one of the brands we were talking about, Foxbet. And there's a quote in the article from Flutter CEO where he was talking about the Foxbet brand in general and how, you know, hey, look, it's uh, it's tough to get it's tough to get penetration with Foxbet, and you know, he's very fortunate they have the FanDuel brand. And so we kind of look out there and the the competitors, right? Who are who are who's a real competitor for that number three spot? And of course, there's there's MGM, there's the newcomer in Barstool, William Hill, who now with Caesars has been uh, Caesars acquired William Hill, so that is obviously going to have a huge, massive reach out there. But um, you know, it's not you know points bet not really listed kind of as as one of the the true contenders here. But just y'all's thoughts one on the article and two. Who do you think has the inside track at, at, at the number three spot? Well, let's start by acknowledging the the dynamics behind the piece. FanDuel and DraftKings being number one and number two in market share in the U.S. is not a given in the long term. That obviously is how it's played out in the first two and a half years. And you would make a, uh, a smart wager to say it'll stay that way for the, the coming two and a half years. But when we look at this market as a long-term play, there's no guarantee that you know they continue to raise the kind of capital that they have and continue to acquire and or keep customers at the rate that they have as sports betting expands to other states. Now, that said, we look at who's here now and we say, okay, now among those books, who has the best chance at pulling that mythical 10% market share of a third place book that we've discussed? So Brad went out and it's not really Brad's opinion so much as a, a an amalgam of opinions from those throughout the industry, both uh, over in the UK and in Europe and in the US. And those brands that you mentioned being uh, Foxbet as well as Barstool and uh, William Hill slash Caesars were the three that sort of popped up the most among people he talked to. You mentioned PointsBet; they certainly were uh, among the discussion. There was some question about whether their uh, whether their cash reserves will be enough to keep up with some of the other books in this discussion. But Brad's piece breaks it down by saying, "Look, who has the best user base? Who has the best brand?" who has the most uh, the biggest marketing war chest. And I think that's where you start to get into some of the interesting questions as to how do you deploy the resources that you have moving forward. So, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily for me to say who I think is going to be third mm-hmm. yet at this point. Frankly, in the long term, DraftKings or FanDuel could be third if someone really makes an impact or if, you know, if somehow one of their uh, advantages falls off. So, but I do think that he's identified the the bigger players. MGM has the legacy brand and the partnership with GVC that shows the willingness to go in on this thing. And in year three, they've gone in a lot deeper than they had in the first couple of years. I think there was a feeling that, you know, they were going to sort of roll the ball out on the court and win by brand name early on. And that clearly did not work. The product was inferior. And you mentioned a European based product before the decimal odds were in there forever. And I don't think the product really was up to speed. They've certainly improved that and they've certainly improved their marketing on the barstool side i think the argument has been made repeatedly about what their user base looks like and how convertible that base is into users and we've seen that happen early on in pennsylvania to the tune of uh, 12 to 13 percent 
market share. Who knows if that'll keep up? Caesars and William Hill, it's about footprint, right? It's not only the brand of Caesars, but about the retail footprint that William Hill has built in its markets. And, you know, the fact that it has the ability to distribute its name via ESPN with the partnership that Caesars had there as well. So I think those are all reasonable options, but uh, I'll, I'll put it on Dustin's plate if he has a stronger take than me. Yeah, Dustin, you know, again, MGM, Barstool, Caesars, William Hill. Uh, I think I think we all agree points bet, probably a long shot. Bet 365, probably a long shot uh, when it all comes down to it. 888 even, probably a long shot. But when we look at these, I mean, I guess one of the things that MGM and Caesars do have working in their favor that Barstool does not is the fact that they do have physical casinos. They do have physical presences across the country and with us being in quarantine for so long, with there being this pandemic going on, what we've seen traditionally, if history repeats itself, which I can't imagine that it won't, is when we get back to normal, people have this pent, have this pent up thing where they're going to want to go and do and, and do all the things that they haven't been able to do for the longest time. And probably a lot of that will have to do with going to casinos and getting back into, nor- you know, doing some gambling and, and letting loose and cutting loose. And so um, wouldn't surprise me to see a little bit of a spike from MGM and Caesars when we get back to quote unquote normal. Uh, But I don't know if that'll be long-term for them at that kind of number three spot or anything like that. I mean, with Barstool's built-in branding with Barstool's fan community that they have, there is at least a way for them to reach a customer on what should be a cheaper, you know, a cheaper customer acquisition level than MGM and Caesars even because, hey, these people are coming to these sites anyway. They're reading these blogs anyway. These guys all have massive social media presences. So, um, you know, when money at the end of the day is going to be a big driver in all this, I think that there's at least at least the thought that Barstool could be a competitor. Yeah, I like Brad's list. I mean, I agree that with the, the universe of books that he has here, uh, you know, MGM, Caesars, Barstool, those are the ones, Caesars slash William Hill and Barstool. Those are the ones that are positioned right now for, for various levels. I, 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 I wish I had a hotter take like, like Adam asked for, but you know, they, they, there are various reasons all of these can succeed, but there are also plenty of reasons there, there might be issues. Yeah. I mean, MGM and Caesars, uh, you know, have the, seem or seemingly have the will and and want to do this. They that's that's what I what I look at is that they suddenly become serious about this. MGM more so. You know, we, like I said, spending is uh, is through the roof. So if they continue doing that spend uh, and 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 being able to compete with the DraftKings and FanDuel, they will be there uh, in every state where they launch. And they the the brand is is certainly you know bigger and better than than the uh, than the William Hill and Caesars right now for for sports betting. It's it's working. We know that. Uh, Barstool, I, I need to. See, we obviously just need to see more data, more launches. Uh, we're still waiting for them to be in any state other than Pennsylvania. So I'm not going to sit here and crown Barstool number three. We're, we'll get the Pennsylvania numbers here in a little bit. Uh, they will probably be number three there. We presume uh, with with a full month of of football under their belts and, and but probably still trailing DraftKings and Fandle. And what does it look like as they start eating? Can they eat into that? And what, what will they do to do that? Or is the, the initial bump from being from launch? Is that kind of it? So we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, the Brad Brad had uh, put an honorable mention of 365, about 365 in there. That's the one that's intriguing to me. They, 
And I, I think the points he had in there with uh, his, his sources, they don't they don't need to do this. They, they are sitting on piles and piles of cash. They are a privately held company. They have no they don't have to worry about appeasing stockholders and trying to grow the U.S. business. They are just kind of laying in wait. And, you know, I, I, I see a scenario in 10, 15 years where 365 decides, well, time time for this time for us to go. And they start doing something. That's a that's a long time off. And uh, who knows? We'll see. But um they, they they have a shot they have a shot at it i think and i think we we'd uh, discount bet 365 at our peril over the over the long term so uh it, it'll be interesting this is the this is the most uh, you know from the industry side of things this is the most interesting thing we have going is how is how this horse race shakes out who, and how people do it and uh you know the, we have the the gem of new york sitting out there you know the, the the companies that have the new york access right now where it's where if they ever do legalize it DraftKings, FanDuel, rush street which we haven't talked about, but has done well. And, and bet 365s they, they have casino deals with the four commercial casinos in New York. And that's the, you know, if you, if you want to bank it on that, that's, you know, they have the market access in the, the largest state that's most likely to go live within the next several years for online sports betting. Interesting piece. Definitely go over to legal sports report dot com and check it out guys of course we are on all the places that you hear podcasts so apple spotify stitcher google go and subscribe rate and review we really do appreciate you helping us climb the charts people finding this podcast as well i cannot recommend it enough follow adam candy at adam candy that is two e's no y on the twitter machine at dustin galker and if you want to be very disappointed in your decision at matt brown m2 you can follow me as well for dustin for adam i'm matt Talk to you guys next week. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45 minute break in the day between meetings. Realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal valid when product served. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.